Sponsors collect the Bear the Bahamas, Ricardo Rum, Uniquely Bahamian, and Cause Light Made to Chill. I have this girl, she's fresh from Spain, so that's why he's doing the uns, uns, uns. She's, she's fresh outside the country. Micah, you might know her as the Iguana Gal. We'll get, back to, we'll get to that later on the show. But her actually, Baha Hoop Guinea, I said right? Bahama. Bahama. Hoop. Yogi, Bahama right there on the screen to me. It right oh, there. It's so much, <laughs> it's so much guineas. It's a guinea and a yogi and all these type of things. <laughs> Hi, Mike. How you doing? I'm good. So I first met you. You're angry. So when influencer went on Pearl Island, yeah, very drunk. Oh was yeah, a, was, was a, good, was a good night. <laughs> and from then you, you tell me follow. It's like, wait, all you do the hoop thing and and then the yoga. So talk to me about how how you got into this like yoga and the hoop and like. Let's talk with you though. Okay, so yoga, I got into yoga because of depression. <sighs> yeah, so I was living in Tennessee. I was going to Lee University in mm. Cleveland, Tennessee. Mm. And my aunt, my aunt passed away in 2014. And she was basically like my second parent because mm. my dad was like not around. So mm. her and my mom took me to college. She took me shopping. Like she was my everything. So she passed away from cancer in 2017. For cancer. Uh, 2014, sorry. For cancer still. Yeah, still. And um, she died on a Wednesday. The following Friday was a funeral. And that Sunday, I was on a plane back by, like to Tennessee by myself. Like, yeah, so, so like it really hit like mother sick. She gone. And it was hard because I didn't want to go back because I understood where I was. Mm-hmm. Like I was really depressed. And then right before I had come home, I went to a psychologist, psychiatrist, and they had diagnosed me with uh, seasonal affect disorder, so like mm-hmm. seasonal depression. Mm-hmm. And so like I was dealing with that. So she died in January, which means it's still cold. Mm-hmm. So right, like right. seasonal depression when I go back to Tennessee yeah. in full effect. Plus after that, like with her death and stuff. So I just like was really like out of it. I was suicidal. I was really depressed. And I lost like 30 pounds in a <sighs> month and a half. And I wasn't eating, I wasn't sleeping, and I had just like thrown myself into schoolwork. So it's crazy, right? Because I was like super depressed, but I was the semester, mm-hmm. I made like a 4.0. And this is which degree is this? Guys, <laughs> she's, she's a hot yeah. She got two degrees. She's a hot yeah. So which degree is this? This is my undergraduate. Okay, so that, okay. towards the end of my undergraduate. And so one of my teachers like took note of like me looking crazy mm-hmm. because I wasn't like feeling anything in my body. So I wasn't feeling like hunger or thirst. So I was like, this is the point where I was getting like, inter- basically this was like a zombie. Yeah. So I was getting like drops every couple weeks or uh. every couple of days because I wasn't eating or drinking anything. Mm-hmm. And I had walked to class and I didn't realize it was like the dead of winter. I didn't have on like any winter clothes. So you wasn't even feeling the cold? No, I oh, walked wow. to class in like a t-shirt and shorts and like some slippers. And she was like, what's going on with you yeah, yeah, yeah. and so i basically t- i just told her and she's like all right she's like you need to go to counseling she's like we're gonna use my class sessions i'm gonna walk you to the counseling center and then we'll figure out like the rest of your work on your off time mm-hmm. so i started going to therapy and stuff and it like wasn't working so i was like why i still feel the same yeah, like- and so my therapist was like all right we're gonna incorporate some mindfulness mm-hmm. So we started doing like body scans and meditation and all this stuff. 
And like by the third session, I was like feeling hungry mm-hmm. and sleepy oh, so and like- thirsty. And I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel things again. Mm-hmm. And so I told one of my friends, I was like, yeah, I started mm-hmm. like meditation and body scans and mindfulness. He's like, oh, you gotta break down body scans. Uh, uh, so uh, body scans uh, is basically it. like you lay on the floor and then you kind of concentrate and you go through different parts of your body. So she would be like. Imagine a warm sensation at the crown of your head. Imagine it moving down from the crown of your head to your cheek. And then it just like this warm sensation travels through your body. So it kind of like brings you into this state of like, even if you don't have any sensation in your body, it helps you to create a feeling Mm -hmm. so you can like stimulate that sensation. And so we started doing those and my friend was like, oh yeah, you like all that stuff. You should try like asana, which is like posture, like the physical practice. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, bet. I went to the class and we were doing like some chest opening. And so when my aunt died, like I had this like perpetual, incredibly painful chest right. tightness. Right. And it was like a lock in pain in my chest and my chest would just like lock down. And like, I would feel like I was having like kind of like a panic attack cross mm. with a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. It was like this crazy thing. Anyway, so I went to the first class and it was like a chest opening class. And like we did this one posture called puppy pose mm-hmm. and I felt like my chest like unlock, like it, I heard it crack open. Wow. And like as soon as the crack opened, I just started crying, like in the middle of the class, like ugly crying, mm-hmm. like snotty up. Break I had to down, like get yeah. up and leave. And that happened like three classes after two. And so like by the third class, he was like, all right, this gal definitely going through something. Mm-hmm. So he came up to me, my teacher, and he's like, hey, I've noticed you come to my class and you like cry. And so I just like told him everything. And he gave me like a crazy discount because he had a studio in town. And he was like, yeah, just pay me whenever you can. He's like, but I really feel like yoga is going to be helpful for you. Mm-hmm. So I got up to the point where I was practicing like six days a week, twice a day sometimes. And it really just like helped bring me back to myself. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but this is crazy. So when I started doing my masters and you had to like pick your concentration, I was like, I definitely pick in mindfulness because like for me, it changed my life. Like I want to see, I want to see how much I can learn about it mm-hmm. and like all and, the and different apply aspects. And right, and apply it. So your BS is in psych or sociology. Yeah. So my, my, um, my undergraduate is in sociology and my sociology is concentrated in medical social. So mm-hmm. like epidemics, uh, health trends among different people groups Mm -hmm. based on like their social circumstances that kind of stuff and then my master's is in developmental psychology but i mostly focus on mindfulness and like mindfulness as an alternative to medicine Uh so for like a lot of people they predispose to mental health issues and a lot of medications that are for mental health can actually trigger those like underlying causes so like you have someone whose parent who is a schizophrenic parent and a bipolar parent you really want to refrain from trying to give them medication because it could cause that to like onset accelerate right and so i was really interested in like a how can we offer mindfulness as an alternative to medication and because when i first started with with me and everything they wanted to put me on medication Mm -hmm. and i was like i really don't want to do that and then aside from that, like, how is mindfulness beneficial to minority populations? Because mm-hmm. there is not much research on that. Right. And so after, like, I did all my research in that. And after I graduated, I really, so I wrote my thesis on school violence in the Bahamas. Mm-hmm. Which is, uh, it's so crazy how 
we we used to use the rib. The line that I always tell my friends, this ain't normal, but like telling telling stories about how we used to fight things so like this ain't normal, like but to us it's so normal. Yeah, it's so normal and like even I started like looking at so the first thing I wanted to look at was kinda like based on gang activity in a certain area, does that contribute to higher school violence in that area? Mm. And then these kids who have school violence, I wanted to look at like the in-home circumstances, the in-school circumstances, all these different things. And so that's what I wrote my my master's on. And then there's really no like research in the Bahamas on how mindfulness could actually help with behavioral issues. So I had to like draw on what was available. And so I just wrote my thesis on that. And so when I came back, I was talking to my mom and I was like, I really feel like I need to explore yoga more, particularly Hatha yoga, because all the research for PTSD, for trauma, for um, childhood abuse, all that stuff, like everything was pointed to Hatha yoga. So I found- How many kinds of yoga? Like hundreds of thousands or is like only like- So like there's the, like the granddaddy styles, like Ashtanga- Tantra, Hatha, like the more ancient styles. And then Mm. like a lot of people know about Vinyasa. Mm. So Vinyasa is like a a newer style of yoga that comes out of Hatha. So you could like have Hatha Vinyasa or Tantra Vinyasa. Mm. So it's like, but there are like many levels levels to this, but there are many different styles of yoga. So if you've tried a yoga class and it wasn't your style, then, you know, keep trying because there's so many different kinds of yoga. You have like slower yoga, faster mm. yoga, yoga with a lot more like inversions and like, I guess some people call like show bodhi yoga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have like some people who just like meditate and mm. that's also yoga mm. from because from you start breathing consciously, mm. you're already practicing yoga. Mm. You know what I mean? Ah, okay. So even if I just, like, that's, that's like a form. Of... That's yoga. I mm. mean, because the thing is, yoga is just uniting the breath and the body. Okay. So all the other stuff after that are just extra. Mm-hmm. But once you already, once you come into that state of breathing consciously, you're ready practicing uh, yoga. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, I need to probably do this training mm-hmm. to like really figure out yoga. So I went to Mexico for a month and I did like a 200 hour training that changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like in time. Yeah, we are now when you did this. This was 2018. 18, okay. So I graduated in August. And then I came home and I started teaching like uncertified, mm-hmm. um, which, you, which wasn't. You was I, getting like people come, came out. And... Yeah, people were coming out. So I was teaching at Wolf Club Fitness with Theo. Okay, okay. And um, it was really good, and people were coming out, and it was solid. Um, and then ha, solid, you're solid. Ha, and then I was like, you know, well, I actually talked to Alex Baha mm-hmm. Yogi, and mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, I'd love to support you, but you need to be certified. Mm-hmm. She's like. Even if it's just a short training, like, go get certified. And I was like, bet. Mm. So I told you, I was like, listen, I want to stop until I'm certified. And when I come back, I'll resume teaching. So I went in December, stayed for a month, came back in January, did the whole month. Yoga teacher training. It really was, like, super transformative. I worked through so much stuff. Um, And then when I came back, I felt like, okay, now I could teach and pass, this on. and pass all this on. And I understand why like teacher training is so important. Mm. And so I started teaching. I started out in the gyms. Didn't really pay that great, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Mm. And so like it was really difficult like with my family because like they want to be supportive. But at the same time, it's like you've been in school forever. 
So yeah, what you two, do it, two degrees, you are there, as I said offline, just to be facetious, you are there wine like this <laughs> and shake up your body. Time you have two degrees, you could almost be a doctor, basically. <laughs> yeah, and so like my family was like, you know, your mom put you through school all this time. Like, you gotta find a real job where you could take care of her. And I was like, a real job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is a real job. So mm-hmm. I really just started like hey, pushing. I've, I've been even with this. This this come a long way. Not yeah. until like I won a award, but my daddy gone from saying fake job to oh my son is there. So trust me, I I get I get that. Yeah, and so like it was just really difficult, like understanding your own vision. And then having like the pushback a year, fam. Not even so much pushback, but just like those sly comments. And, and they want, they want, you know, they feel like they want to have a secure box. They don't want right. you to get so lost in dream that if the floor fall out, you can't support yourself. So. Right, exactly. And so, like that was definitely understandable. And so, I ended up getting a nine to five, working with a children's nonprofit, which is exactly like what my degree was in. Mm-hmm. But I was so unhappy. Miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, okay, some parts of this are great, other parts of this are horrible, and so like were you still, were you still balancing doing the, the classes at the same yeah, time? so I was still teaching, and so I would teach in the afternoons, and then I would work like eight to five or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this sucks, <laughs> and so like by November I was over it, and mm-hmm. I was like, I'm gonna quit this job. So it's 2019 now. Yeah. Okay. So I quit. And, and, and three, then this was like probably right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I quit and my mom was like, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just, it was really rough for a period. But then the pandemic came and something that I thought wouldn't happen did. The pandemic was great for me. I have a question because like I know a lot of creatives and people who don't do the traditional jobs. It was horrible. For oh them. my God. Like me, I lost a lot of money. Because no, no carnival, so I lost a lot of money. Yeah. But for me, it was, like, fantastic. Because, because of virtual? Or Yeah, because of virtual. So, like, my virtual clients went through the roof. And then, like, when that whole George Floyd, um, when George Floyd uh, was murdered, and people started, like, having this desire to interact more with, like, black creators... It just like opened up so much more room for me because like people started hiring me to teach like virtual classes, and um, do you have your own like personal setup? Or do you have to go like to the gym and then they'll be able to teach? No, me? so I actually partners with a Stone Throw Away. Oh, oh, oh yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I would do like these virtual classes that I call like Escape the City, mm-hmm. and so the first person to hire me for that was Joy. Shout out Joy, my my UK babe. So she hired me to do like this escape the city thing where she had her people who were like in London mm-hmm. and I went to this location so they could like see the beach and all this stuff, see the water. And then I teach them this class like from this sunny location. And I was like, this is a good idea. That's, that's a whole lame because right. there's so many, so many countries that probably, they probably need this. And so I just like kind of sunk my teeth into that and I started like pitching that out to people. And so I ended up teaching, like, multiple classes for her. Uh, a company in Israel hired me. Like, all these wow. companies from all over the world started hiring me. I even taught, like, they all found you through just through your IG? Or? Yes, through my yeah. IG. I still don't have a website, which is mm. pretty ghetto. Yeah. I, need to work, <laughs> I need to work on that. But, like, yeah, Ernst & Young in Atlanta Shit. hired me. Yeah, like, when I tell you the pandemic was, like, really, really good for me. I taught, like, my first hula hoop, like, workshop mm. online, like, 
taught these ladies from all over the world and they were like loving it. I started like doing different recordings for like online platforms, like all this stuff during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And it was just great. And then like during also during the pandemic, what I feel like what really happened and what solidified like me making like real life money here in the Bahamas is during the pandemic, the ashram closed down. Mm -hmm which supplied a lot of the hotels with their teachers. Right. And then we had a lot of expat yoga teachers who left the country during uh, the pandemic. And so that really opened up so the spots for Bahamian yoga teachers to get their foot in the door. Mm. And so like... Way to go, way to go. In that, yeah. in that, in that sense, way to go. Because maybe there had never been a chance for you to break in if they were still there. Exactly. And that's why I say like, I'm sorry to say it, but the pandemic was so good. Yeah, I've seen it where we ex killed some industries, but like revitalized or birthed new ones. Mm -hmm. And so like now it brought me into this position where I was having so many offers. I can now distribute those offers to other Bahamian yoga teachers and help them make money and mm -hmm. like establish themselves as well. And so like that was really I was really grateful to God for that because like, like I said, I was making like maybe fifty dollars a class at the gym to like now making like a hundred and fifty dollars a class, wow. all because of the pandemic running the expats. Mm. <laughs> you know what so I go mean? On, go, go on, go on. <laughs> and so it's just like, I don't know. And I'm just really grateful because, in and that's why I always tell people like if you have a dream, like stay at it and keep working hard because like it's the kind of thing where. When God blesses you and you show that you're responsible to handle the blessings, like more blessings keep coming because you're yeah. a good steward of your blessings. Right, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. And so like for me, my career really took off when I like settled down and realized like, no, I can't go out on Friday night if I have a Saturday morning class. Yeah. No, I can't go out and stay out late Saturday night. Like I just had to start being more responsible and not like... And balancing it Right. So like now I have a reputation of showing up, showing up before time, teaching a good class and people being happy and right, satisfied. Right. And, and you, so, you got to maintain that. And right. So I had to maintain that. So I was like, really, you know, going out and doing this. It ain't so worth so it. Maybe, maybe Tuesday and Wednesday is you're going out because your classes are not heavy during the week. Exactly. So like Thursday, that's my that, day. That's, your, that's, that's your, like <laughs> the thirsty Thursdays. <laughs> you can catch me out. Yeah. But like Fridays, Saturdays, because yeah, I, I have Saturday, I have a 7.30 at Palm Key. Mm -hmm. Saturday mornings and like at eight o'clock and then ten o'clock. And on I see you go to class this morning. I think when I woke up this morning, I check IJC. Yeah, class. so I teach at I teach at Ocean Club on on uh, Sundays and Wednesdays, and I teach um, at Island House on Sundays too. Mm -hmm. And so I just you know I just been it's all about being responsible. So I just be trying to be responsible. Makes and sense. Once you show up and teach a good class, like people are pretty satisfied, and that's it. But yeah, like the pandemic was great. Um, and I, I, I just wish that it didn't take the pandemic for people to realize like the talent we, that we yeah, have there, yeah, right? Yeah. But at the same time, you know, yeah. things happen. It, it, is what, it is what it is. It is what it is. And so, like now, you had a couple of teachers who, like after the pandemic, were trying to come back and get their job. Like, nah, <laughs> we got some Bahamians who always hail, who's it. always <gasps> show up on time, who teach a great class, and our people love her. Talk so, that, like, you that. know, like. That's Sorry. Good That's good shit. Go back where you come from. <laughs> That's good shit. Of course, like one of our sponsors, then the name is the Silver Bullet. 
So when I ask you, but you didn't name him. So how did you? What? What? Because so, I, I still. So I heard you talk about the type of yoga you do. I still didn't hear about how the hoop comes. Oh, so, so the hula hoop. So, so that happened in 2015. So this girl, uh, I was living on on campus apartments, and she. And this was still. This is bachelors. This is still bachelors. Bachelors. Yeah. And um, because I didn't start my master's till 2017. Okay. So this was 2015. I was living in an on-campus apartment, and there was this girl. We call them like festival girls. Mm-hmm. So they go to all the music festivals, all the Coachella, and all. And, yeah. Yeah. But not even like she was like a smaller. Like she's go to small music festivals. Okay, okay. So she had like all these. We call them props. Okay. So she had like these devil sticks. It's like these two sticks with like this baton. He's referring. Yeah, that, that, yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's what's called devil sticks. Yeah. Okay. So I, she, I always seen it. Yeah. She had them, and she had poi. And so poet, you know, poet is mm-hmm. so it's like balls on the end of these strings. Oh, that's like, what it's called. Okay. And you like do yeah. different like weaving yeah. tricks and stuff. Yeah. And she, one of her friends, had given her a hula hoop before she moved to Tennessee. And I was like, I saw her doing. I was like, that's pretty cool. Mm. And she's like, yeah, you could. Le- I could teach you some stuff you wanted to. And so I started like learning from her and then I became like absolutely obsessed because mm-hmm. I was like, this is amazing. This is my thing. Yeah. So like I started like, I went out and bought my own hula hoop. I started like, I would spend like five, six hours a day just practicing. And I mean, mm-hmm. like I was horrible, right? <laughs> like my arms used to be all bruised up my legs. Are they heavier? You hit than, are they heavier than normal? Like are they like heavy hoops or just, I guess the time, the timing of how long you doing this for? I forgot it's like, it's like you have different kinds of hula hoops. So you have mm. like hula hoops that are made from like HP. Ah. So like them heavy pipe hula yeah, hoops. Yeah, and then yeah. you have like poly pro that are yeah. lighter. But like in the beginning, I was just using like regular, mm. like the regular pipe. And so mm. I had like bruises on the inside Jeez. of my arms, like that big, on the inside of my thighs, ah. like that big. I remember one time I hit myself in the face with a hoop and I had like a black mark. So of like, course it looked like you, you get beat Yeah, but because like all the Bahamian people is ready to, at my school is ready to fight somebody because <laughs> they know I get assaulted. Who do this? And I was like, no, it's just my hula hoop. It's like, I know you lying. What nigga is this you talking to yeah, now? Yeah, like, you yeah. know, who, like, who, who, who do Hey, you get squared up, you got, you know? <laughs> we got to unite. <laughs> and so it was just like practice, trial and error. And so I bought a hula hoop from like this local store and then one night they at so at this bar called Aubrey's in a town I went to school in, they used to have like uh pint night on Tuesdays. Oh turn up. Right. So I was at pint night one night and my yoga teacher was there and he was telling me about this hula hoop girl who was local who I should meet because she's like amazing and she makes the hoops. Anyway, so like we ended up meeting that night. She's like, oh my God, you're Mike. I'm like, you're Sam. And like we became friends to this day, like shout out Sam, my original hoop sister. And so, yeah, we, she just basically took me under her wing. And so like there was this big flow jam. They call it like flow in Chattanooga, mm-hmm. Tennessee, at a gymnast, a gymnasium. You used to pay like five dollars to get in, and like you could do everything here. So they have like acro yoga, hula hoops, like fire flow, like just everything with people like from all. Like you had people who perform at like Burning Man here, mm-hmm. and so like you could just learn everything that's, from all these. Really you have like a giant mirror, so you could just practice, I and mean, we just go there and flow for like five, six hours. And so I know Chad Nugu was this, um, you know, fun. Like my favorite, my favorite rapper is Isaiah Rashad. You from there, so that's the most I know from Chad. So I, I actually met Isaiah Rashad and YG Tut. 
I kind of jealous. At a concert, because I, I, I love YG Tut. Because, you know, he's a child in New girl, yeah, too. Yeah. I, I knew him because after Isaiah Rashad, I said, like, Google some more. Yeah, but YG Tut is, like, one of my favorite rappers. Anyway, so he had a concert in Chattanooga. And I was like in the back hula hooping, and he was like, "Hey yo, <laughs> that girl in the back is getting it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so like afterwards, uh, one of the security guards came around. And was like, "Hey, would you like to meet YG Tut?" And I was like, "What?" And then Fuck Isaiah yes. Rashad had performed with him, so the two of them were there. So I ended up meeting fire, the two of them. I was fire. like, "This is crazy," but yeah. And so Chattanooga is amazing. I love Chattanooga, and I was just I was doing this for like. Two, three years. So mm-hmm. by the time I left, I was like already had uh solidified like practice with the hoop and stuff. Yeah, and then was, that's how you became the hoop guy. The hoop, hoop, right. Hoop, and yeah. then I moved to Germany and I met some more hoopers and I used to practice with them like the whole time I was living there. And so like that's how the hoop thing came about. Um and then I met this lady named Jocelyn Gordon who did like yoga and hula hoop combined. Mm-hmm. She has her own yoga teacher training called the Hoop Yogini. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized, like, oh, I could combine. I, 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 I could, like, levels. they don't have to be separate. Yeah. And so, like, I really started, like, working to combine them myself. And, yeah, so that's kind of. Because like, I guess she really showed you the way that you could, you could do it. Yeah, and she's been doing this forever. Yeah. Like, she. And you still keep in touch? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, some content I did was for her. She's, nice. she's a really nice lady. And she's really good at, like, helping connect. So, like. I pretty much know all the black hoopers on Instagram Dope. because, Dope. like, we made this. Group I, I, I guess it's also it's not, it's not a huge community. I guess because it's not super huge, but the group that's there is good. That's good. Yeah, it's a good group. So other sponsor, Ricardo Rum. Their their thing is uniquely Bahamian. So I want to know what is your uniquely Bahamian thing? Like mine, I always say I like the tongue for this, and I like drink sky juice. That's my that's my Bahamian thing to do. What's your uniquely Bahamian thing to do? My uniquely Bahamian thing to do. I like to make soup in my Grammy. What type of soup? So this like, this the soup of like a million different type of things, like like seven meat and all this. Like what type of soup? Do you no make? man, pea soup. But yeah, but some people pea soup but they don't have like everything in it. No, that's wrong. <laughs> that's, that's the wrong way. So you, you get, salt, beef, and ham. Okay, so only. You, so you got the the original, the, the OG, original, the, the OG, OG pea soup. OG that's, okay, soup. okay. With any dumpling or just, just yeah, very like, dumpling, very oh. and dumpling made like. Cream and oh, that's, the, that's yeah, the real recipe. The real so, so, if so, your whole day who want her attention, just know she's the original baby. She's, <laughs> like the, she's like the good, good pea soup. And yeah, I don't like the tropical salad. Bring me the original kung salad because what is that? Yeah, <laughs> like, I, agree. I, agree. I am original. Click. No clinical, regular clinical. Well, since she's talking about it, she she kind of preempted my next segment, but our last one's to collect the better Bahamas. <laughs> I'm a platinum guy, because I'm kind of a platinum. The platinum is like, it's like the party, the party bear. But you're you an original clinic guy. Original clinic, yeah. So Friday, Friday's going for happy hour. My, my co-workers are cool, but like, no, I had a, we said no, I had a, I had a regular clinic. So yeah. last thing, a real cowbell. A real cowbell. Okay, I could I could with that. I could with that. Don't, don't no. mind being in Germany or these places. You can see where hard is. How hard what? Is. I always tell people, no matter where I go in the world, I always got to come back home. Ain't nothing like my sweet Bahama land. I like Bahamian gal, true and true. Even like when I was in school, I had, I had a lot of friends. Like they put on that weird accent. I was like, "Hey, go switch it, yeah." Like, either you gonna understand me, or you ain't gonna know what I'm saying. I, all my friends, I know, know never lived anywhere else. So like, my accent like hot, and I and they'd be like, but, so I, even like a lot of foreign podcasts. They say, like, "But oh, you sound like you island island." I was like, "Yep." 
I am. I, I don't know. Like, I, 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 I've I only ever lived there. Like, I didn't go off to school and things. So I, I tried my best. And that's why the show is called Who That? Because there was more behavior than that. <laughs> Who That? <laughs> Who That? For real. So the thing I guess I even want to know is, like I said, I'll say for the last part of the segment, Iguana Cat. And I did not expect for this to go like so far. I remember when you posted <laughs> I remember when you posted it, and I was like, oh, okay, she can buy from Iguana. And I was like, I was like okay, oh, my, my friend can buy from Iguana. That's not me. Then, then like, three days, five days later, I see it again. Like, I went out of this world. I couldn't. So, shout out to my homies at OEU, OEU Studios, Kevin Jordan. Jordan, my homie. Yeah, I got to bring one in the show soon. Yeah, but so we had, um, we have a group chat called The Stew Crew, mm-hmm. and... I went to Exuma with Ren, Renbert. Shout out Renbert. He hates when you call him. Ren, the, the artist. Yeah, no, but I know you from Sock. I know you from Your name is Renbert. <laughs> Your parents knew Renbert. Your name is Renbert. Shout out to Renbert. Yeah, so he was doing like this. Uh, he's doing like a lot of content and stuff for Bahama Boys, which is shout out Bahama K- Boys. Kino. Captain Kino. Yeah. yeah. So. I went on an excursion with them, and we was just, like, vibing or whatever. We pulled up to the Iguana Island first stop. We feed the iguanas. It was great. And then I was like, hmm, Iguana Beach. I got a tripod. Content. Exuma. Content. Content. Especially how our mind we're like, oh, we're be there. Oh, hey, but us, we say, do we have content to make? Yeah, content. It's content time. So I was like, you know, I could talk to everybody for a minute, but then I go like, so I literally, like, the iguanas were all on this side of the beach. I walked all the way to the other side of the beach, and I was like, I should be safe here. <laughs> so I set up the tripod, started doing my little thing. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm feeling this. So I, like, extend my arm back, and I just, like, like my boy just come running. And, like, people like, oh, you, how could you not see him? How could you not hear him? First of all, have you ever done yoga? Like, you get into, like, this zone. Yeah, you use one right Well, like, you really don't hear or see anything. You're just, like, lost in the feelings of your body. Anyway, so, like, I reach my arm back, and then I just feel like something like prick. grabbed my finger. And I was like, what the hell? And then, you know, you son of a... No, the whole, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And so I was like, so I was like, this is pretty funny. So, yeah. like, we were there on the beach laughing at it. And then when I got home, I was like, yeah, my friends would think this was funny. I gotta post this. Yeah. So no, I didn't even post it. So I sent it to the group. Mm-hmm. One of my friends like, "Oh my god, that shit's so funny. You need to send that like out." Like he's like, "Post it on Twitter." Mm-hmm. I was like, "Man, I don't think so." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "You know what? Whatever. I'll post it on Twitter." So I just like posted the fifteen seconds mm-hmm. of a bite mm-hmm. on Twitter, mm-hmm. and my cousin Sean, she was like, "Cause our family like super Christian." And I, I used to call her Shawnee. Only her family's call her that. Well, that's also what the name. Huh? It's also a Twitter name, Shani Gabby. Oh. Yes. I like how you're so protective of your family. I fucked with that. But no, that, like, so, yes. Yeah, so yeah, I am. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so she messaged me because our family's like super Christian. She was like, but if you don't want them to see this, you need to take this down because it's about to go viral. And I was like, no, it's not. It, it'll be fine. I was like, this ain't leaving baby into it all. <laughs> I went to bed. I woke up the next day. 2.2 million views. I was like, fuck me. <laughs> I was like, so I got have to tell my mommy about this then. So like, at one point, one of my mom's co-workers called me and she was like dying on the phone laughing. I was like, but how do you get my number? And she was like, oh yeah, I told your mom you went viral. And I was like, oh Lord. 
So she was my mom. She, I walk up front and I was like, "Mom, listen." I went viral. She was like, "Oh, you mean like a, a couple hundred views?" I was like, "No, couple, couple milli, couple m's, couple." I was like, "Couple m's." I was like, "You know, a couple people saw it." So my brother was there. He had already seen it because he's a Twitter nigga. <laughs> so he was like laying on the couch and he was killing himself laughing. I was like, "Yeah, you know, just just a couple people saw it. It's you no, know, no big deal." <laughs> so she's like, "Okay, send it to me." So I take the audio out, right? And I was like, <laughs> We so afraid of my parents. <laughs> we grew adults. What is wrong? What's wrong? I don't know what's wrong with me. So I took it. I took it out. Right. I'm getting kind of hot. Mm-hmm. So I. That's took a fail. It. That's a fail. <laughs> That's a fail. <laughs> so I took the audio out, and she was like, "But I can't hear anything." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "All right." I curse, but a lot. Mm. Like all the heavy words, mm. so like just be ready for that. Mm. When she heard us, she was like, "Oh my god!" I'm because the thing is, right? I've only sworn in front of my mom once, yeah, like yeah. by mistake. Yeah, yeah, by accident. Yeah, because yeah. like she doesn't like it, so yeah. out of respect for yeah, her, course, out of respect. right? So I, yeah. So when she was like for her, I was like a whole new world, right? Mm. Like who is this person? Oh, you was cuss. Not just because he's used the, 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 the five pounds, the so ten pounds. So she was like really upset about it. So she called my cousin, right? And my cousin was like, yeah, all this is cut. I was like, that wasn't the correct that was cousin. That wasn't the right way. <laughs> that wasn't the right way to tell her that. And so, yeah, she she was really upset about it, right? But then, like, I went to bed. I woke up the next day. And she comes in the room. She's like, so we need to make merch. <laughs> You need to get shirts, Mm-mm. you get bags, you get mugs. She's like, even yoga mats. Mm-hmm. I was like, that'd be fire. I think one of yoga mat. I was like, but what's happening though? I, I like, guess, but I guess she realized, like, okay, yeah, she got shit, but it's been the millions now. Like, we get right, off. and it was so. So I posted the video, and then like two days later, this company called Storyful. It's a company mm-hmm. based in and um. Ireland mm-hmm. in Dublin, they emailed me and they was like, "Have you thought about licensing the video?" And I was like, "Licensing the video?" I was like, "What does that entail?" Mm-hmm. So they basically sent me the whole breakdown, and it's like, "We could sell your video to media outlets, and then you get a percentage or whatever we sell it for." Wow. And I was like, "That sounds pretty solid because I wasn't making any money off of this before." Mm-hmm. So like. To give y'all, I like you how you put on the voice, the the, the professional. Yeah, like to give y'all a percentage, really yeah. don't cost me nothing because I was Maybe. just putting this out there for free. Yeah, exactly. And so like. They're like, yeah, it's a really long process. It's gonna take you like maybe like six months to get the money. I was like, I literally don't care because mm-hmm. I wasn't gonna get no money at anyway, all. Yeah. And so like that's like I guess the only thing. And then I got like a huge influx of followers on mm-hmm. Twitter and on Instagram. Okay. Um, but I feel like people feel like this. Like this was the defining moment in my but, career. Which is, I, like I say, I I was following you from a long time, and, and like from my point of view, I didn't see nothing else change. Like your content didn't change. You still was posting something you was posting, so I don't think maybe I guess people who are new to you, maybe yeah. yeah. So like they're like, oh, like, and, like, and they then finally a lot of pe- you. right, and then a lot of people were like, oh, so that trip to Spain was because of the iguana bite. I was like, actually. That was in works from like last year. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that was your birthday trip you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. That was in the works from last year. And like, I don't know. I mean, honestly, the only thing that the iguana thing brought me was more followers. Mm-hmm. But like, as far as. 
Bitcoin, money, not really. Money or making more money or anything from the Ghana thing. Like, until I get, you know, this voucher. This is the biggest picture. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really, it didn't do anything. It was cool. It was funny. You know. It's like a nice hashtag. Yeah, there. like, real, real nice. But now, like, people is calling me that. Like, for real. <laughs> I'm just like all these years, even you've all these bruises you have from the hoop and thing, and all these degrees you have, all these trends you have, you know me for that guana, to a guana, for some grapes, <laughs> for some grapes, <laughs> not even wine, grapes. grapes. <laughs> oh my god, you know, that's a nice fire birthday sh um, shoot. Who did that? Who did the? the, the oh, the shout out and Andrew of Naze Media. That's. That's my photographer, him and and Sophia Taylor. The square, sparrow girl. Yeah, the, sparrow the girl who's pregnant she, she, with my she, sweet she, baby she, Ocean. She, she just dropped the uh, photos. Of the yes, wait, that what? That's out. my goddess. Wait, yes. I love yes, that Sophie girl so, so much. Sophie's, Sophie's amazing. Sophie's so those are the those are the two people I trust to take pictures of me. Like mm. even when they take pictures of me, I never even have to look at look back at them. Yeah, I just, just take the pictures and go on yeah, my way because yeah. I know they, they know you. what they I expect. And we have like this unspoken kind mm -hmm. of communication. So they're the two people I do like all my photography. Is that, is that all the photos? I see you posting like piece, piece. That, like, you have more to drop from there? Or? Yeah, I have a lot more. <laughs> I have a lot more, but you know, it's uh, incremental. Mm -hmm. You got to drop the fire incrementally before you yeah, burn the whole app down. Because if you don't know, she, she's, she's naked. <laughs> she's, she's trying to dance around, but she has no clothes. So. No, but then... Ain't no nipples. No, yeah. So technically, yeah, she's naked, but it's 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 family friendly because everything is it's family bleep, friendly. It's bleeped out, you know. There's no no private part showing, you know. She's, it's very respectful, you know. Her mother would be proud. Her mother would be. She proud. isn't. No, she is. No, because that was like a whole separate thing, you know. You but your internet. you know, like one thing that I've had to come to terms with is that there is a vast disparity between how we think. Are people our age and how older people think, mm. and it's really, really vast. Oh yeah, that's like a, a because huge like advantage. we have like the our the generation before us is all phobic, xenophobic, yeah. homophobic. Like you know, they were taught to cover and hide your bodies, mm. and your like as a woman, your body is something that you should be ashamed of. Essentially, I mean, they won't say that, but that's what it but is. that's like basically like how they behave. Like, oh, my body is something that I'm ashamed of, yeah. and like I'm just like totally different i'm just like you know because the thing is like for example in europe when you go like if seven if 20 women on the beach 17 of them got their titties out mm. like they just be walking around with no bikini top on because mm. that's just like that's culture that's culture that's mm -hmm. normal hair you try to you know people yeah lose you, their you mind. get locked up exactly these, these exposure there's around so it's just like i've come to realize like everything is culture and like you can't expect like people our age are much more traveled than our parents for were. Sure, for sure. And so like the things that we see and the things that we experience and the way that we view the world is very different from them. Mm -hmm. And so like, especially coming from like a church of God, super conservative environment, you know, like where I was taught that if I think about a penis, God could strike <sighs> me down, right? You'll catch, you know, like a catch on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so for me, like, my journey with yoga and my journey just as an adult has been unlearning all of these things and trying to like come into my own beliefs and my own understanding of like the human experience and what it means to be a black woman living in 2021. And so it's just, it's just like, 
It's very difficult because, mm. like I said, my family's like super conservative, yeah, yeah. super religious. It's just. And, like, me personally, I believe in God and all that stuff. But just the way I believe and the things I think about and, like, I don't know. It's just very different. Like, I read this book when I was in college called Mayor Christianity by C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. And he talks about, like, he has this one chapter in the book and it's called Mathematics. And it's basically, like, let's say Christianity is 4 plus 4 equals 8. Mm-hmm. 3 plus 5 also equals 8. Mm-hmm. And then you have some answers that are closer to being right, like... You know, maybe three like, plus like, four. Like, like seven five. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so like you have all these different degrees. And he said, you know, where Christians go wrong is they close themselves off. So like if it's not the four plus four equals eight exactly as the four plus four equals eight, they don't want to hear about it. So the three plus five equal an eight don't even matter to them. Yeah, they don't care. They also believe in eight. They just Right. And so for me, I've just like learned to open myself up more and be open to the different teachings because if you look at it, like every religion has some variation of the Ten Commandments. Mm-hmm. Even like yoga, mm-hmm. the yoga sutras, you have like the yamas and the niyamas. So you have five yamas and five niyamas. Like they're principles of internal discipline and principles of external discipline. So you have everything from like non violence and non harming, which is thou shall not kill, mm-hmm. to brahmachari, which is celibacy. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, which, marriage. Yeah. So it's like it's the same thing. And and in Brahmachari they teach about committing yourself to one partner for life. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same it's these same principles all through the religions, but it's just like if it's not this way, it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And for me, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's very hard to and for me, like my family has definitely um done things to violate my beliefs really really violate my beliefs more than twice Mm -hmm. and so and when i say my family we call like so my aunts and my grandma we call them the sanhedrin council so like if my family like if you you do anything wrong like you have to go before the sanhedrin council so like marriage or uh, baby or wedlock to like Smoking weed. Yeah. It's like, you got to go before the council. Mm-hmm. And that's what you call and, them. And, and receive judgment. Right. And so, for me, it's like, I have to, I understand. And, and I'm very grateful for yoga because it's taught me, I used to be very angry. I used to fight all the time in high school. I was always in trouble for fighting. I used to fight boys, girls, adults, mm-hmm. children, like I was just very, very, very angry. And it's not something that, like, I'm proud of. And Mm -hmm. it's something I've worked very hard to, like, overcome. But it's, like, for me, I feel as though I understand my family and their background. To be Christian and within the confines of what they consider Christian, that's the best way that they could care, the highest way in their view of life to care about me is mm-hmm. to care about my soul mm-hmm. and me getting to heaven mm-hmm. and that's their ultimate form of love right so anything that they do to those ends even though it may disrespect me i try to like look past it and, and try, understand, to, try to understand where it's coming from and understand where it's coming from because i already understand they're not going to change mm-hmm. And so I have to kind of meet them where they're at. And, and get their intention. Right. And get their intention because that's the only thing that's going to get me past, you know, the violation or mm. the disrespect or whatever. Um, 
And so I'm just like, you know, I just wish that I, the reason that yoga stuck with me so deeply is because it is one of the only spiritual paths that gives you a path for your physical body. Like, think about any religion that you can possibly think of and think about if they give you a physical, like a list of a hundred and so postures that you can do every day to help keep your body in top, tip top shape as you also strive to keep your spirit in tip top shape. Mm -hmm. And so like, you see like a lot of Christians in the church, like super obese, hypertension, diabetes, high cholesterol, like all these diseases because, you know, just leave it to Jesus and he'll heal me. Yeah. Even if I come to church Sunday morning and go home and eat like seven starches mm. and five meats afterwards. The like Lord, the Lord will heal me. The Lord, the Lord will keep me. The Lord. The Lord will keep me and the mind of God will help heal me. <laughs> yes, the mind. The mind of God. <laughs> but um and so that's why yoga stuck in me because even growing up I was like, okay. You're telling me, you know, this is good for my spirit. This is good for my spirit. But like, what is what is good for my body? Mm -hmm. You know, and like everybody talks about their body being the temple of the Lord. But like you fill it with garbage mm -hmm. and you don't exercise and you don't, you know, take care of your mind. Like for me, your body is your first home. It houses your spirit. Mm -hmm. So you have to care for it accordingly. Mm -hmm. And that's why yoga stuck with me so much because it actually provides a path for the physical body. And for me, like, that's everything. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I just, I just love yoga. <laughs> and I love sharing it with people because God and yoga saved my life because there was a point in my life where I was standing on a chair in my dorm, took the like the sheet. the sheetrock out of the roof, had the noose wrapped around wow. the beam, and like a friend called me and was like, "Come downstairs now." He's like, "I don't know why. I just drove straight over here, but like I need wow. you to come downstairs right now." And then immediately after that, he started talking to me about yoga, and so like I know it literally saved your life. It literally saved my life like my friend Royce and yoga and God mm -hmm. they literally saved my life and so I just I like I feel like it's my mission to share that with people like I you, you don't know who listen and who, who class you could, who could have the same effect that they had on you and that's the thing like I've taught so many classes where people have been like reduced to tears because they hadn't felt anything in their body since this person passed or since their husband divorced them or since, you know, they lost their child. And you come across all these different kinds of people who just came for like an exercise and you give them this experience where they're actually able to like unlock this pain in their body and feel it in order to, because you can't heal it unless you feel it right. So mm -hmm. like, we just been taught to desensitize and yeah. detach so much. Compartmentalize. I appreciate that. Just put it to the side. And... Yeah, and just like move on. But it's so <clears throat> important to like dive into your emotions, no matter how painful they are, and like learn these really helpful tools. Like even just understanding that when I get upset, my breath shortens. When I get excited you know, my breath changes again. When mm. I get sad, my breath changes. So just bringing this awareness to the breath and understanding like, if I could control my breath, I can control my emotions. It's like, that's a big revelation to a lot of people. Mm -hmm. 
And so my, I feel like my task in life is even if I don't like become a millionaire from make, like teaching yoga, I'm always going to be happy because I know at the end of the day, I help people to feel more at home in their bodies. I help people to feel more at peace with their emotions. I help people to reconnect with themselves. And like, for me, that's good enough. Mm -hmm. That's your mission. That's, that's my mission. I just want to help people like come into that state of oneness and understand like there's no separation between my mind, my body and my spirit. They always supposed to be working together in unison. And I just feel like organized religion teaches all this separation, mm -hmm. you know, my spirit is different from my body. My mind is a different thing. And my body, my flesh is actually the problem. Mm -hmm. It's always causing me all this stress. It always causes me to want to sin. It always causes me to do all these things. But when we realize like my body's actually my home, this is the vessel that God chose for me to abide in. And we look at it as less of a, a problem and more of a house. Mm -hmm. And we honor it and we support it. And See, we when you use paint your house for Christmas and those type of things, it's Exactly, yeah. exactly. Like, well, how, like, the same way that you treat your actual house, mm. you know, well, not some people. Yeah, well, <laughs> most people. Yeah. Most people. Yeah, yeah. That's the way you want to treat, yeah, that's the way you want to treat your body. You want to mm. be able to care for yourself and love yourself unconditionally. Because I always tell people, if I am comfortable in my body, I could only ever come from a place of discomfort when I approach somebody else because mm. everything starts with me. So if I'm angry on the inside, I could only ever come from a place of anger. I could only come from a place of confusion if I confused. So once we regulate things with ourselves, then we could come, if we love in ourselves unconditionally, then you could only come from a place of unconditional love when you approach another people. Mm. And that's like super important because people always say, oh, well, my circumstances, this, my circumstances, that. Like there was a point where I was making zero dollars and zero cents. And my mommy like, what you do when you have two degrees? You ain't working, you ain't doing nothing. The gym's paying me $20 a class. I struggling. But for me, I was happy because in my mind, like I'm doing what I'm supposed you to do. Changing people's lives. And as long as I keep working towards that, like I'll be rewarded in the end. Mm -hmm. And yeah. And you was. So now going forward, yeah, but over. What's next you next year with all the classes you have on the weekends and I like saying to Providence, you know, the, the Ocean Club and Island House and Palm Kida in New Providence <laughs> and even in the States and even at the States like London so just what's next for you next year um well I can't I, I'm not sure what's next um I have a lot of things that I'm currently trying to manifest like you know like I'm a little vision board mm -mm. so I have things that I I'm hoping to manifest for next year but as of right now I actually have my first public class that I've had in months because you know, all these other places like close to members. Mm -hmm. So Palm Key 730 on Saturday morning, starting the 23rd. We could be at Palm Key. It's $20 uh, for an hour and 15 minutes. Nice. Definitely like, you know, you could put in the work, but at the end you could feel amazing. Um, I actually, so my the lady who I went to Spain to do the retreat for, they've hired me as like their resident yoga teacher. And so, <laughs> Bob. 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 so she organizes different retreats. So whenever they need a yoga teacher, like, you know, they could pay for me. Fly you out. Yeah, man. Fly, get float, getting float, float, float out. Flew it out to wait. That's, that's, that's the But you know. That's the amazing Flying out to, to work. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So, but honestly, if somebody had told me like two years ago that I would be here now, I'd be like, nah. Me? You sure? 
you show up? Are you thinking about somebody else? But it's 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 a real blessing. And it's like, really, it gives me a lot of hope that no matter, it doesn't matter, even if it is the Bahamas, if you consistent, because, you know, I've been at this, like, yeah. It's six, about, six, seven, yeah. Yeah, so, like, if you consistent, you diligent, and you truly, like, authentic with what you want to do, and you're just doing it, like, for the sake of doing it, you really, like, your heart is in it. Like, you can make anything happen. Like, I'm just, I have recently, like, just started taking a look at behaviors, like, all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, everywhere you look, behaviors out here, like, really two, four, two into the world. Like, exactly. for real. Like, yeah. just doing that thing. And it's just such an honor to, like, sit back and watch, like, creatives do their thing. Athletes do their thing. It's so inspirational because, like, yes, the island is small and the country is but small. We, we mighty, but we mighty. Like, we so mighty as a people. And that's just, like, incredible. Like, I just, I am in awe of young Bahamians. And I, I've i realized, too, that a lot of older Bahamians are also in awe of us and how, like, we are charting our own paths. Mm. We ain't about to work for nobody forever. Mm. Like, even you have some people, they work, like, that nine to five, but that's not their ultimate yeah. goal. They want to work for themselves and have that freedom. And, like, I, that's what I wish for, like, all Bahamian young people. Like, I really wish that you, no matter, because... Adults, Bahamian adults really have the tendency to shoot, shoot, shoot down your dreams. Shoot down your dreams. Not realizing like you really shooting down the next Picasso or you shooting down the next Jay-Z. Yeah. Or, you know, like we have so much potential. And I just want people to realize like it doesn't matter what anybody else says. Once you can envision your dream and see where you want to go and your end goal, like that's really all that matters. Like you, once you believing in you and you being diligent and putting in the work and actually being a good steward of each blessing that comes your way and not fumbling and showing like, yeah, God, you give me this, I can handle this. I can handle more. I can take more and just keep going like that. Before you know it, like you'd be on top of the Long world. Flowing. Yeah, babe. This has been great. Um, sorry, it has, has the end. But it has been great. So this is episode 13. And you can follow Micah right where you see Baha. Baha. Who? Bahama. Why you Bahama. Bahama. Yogi. I got it right this time. <laughs> so you can follow her. Um, if you want. She said Palm Key. Um, and then she'll just. Palm Key on Saturdays at 7.30. Sunrise Yoga. Just follow her. And just keep it. Like she said, you could unlock. Free yourself. So I'm Timmy and thank you for tuning in and stay tuned for more.